right. So, howdy, virtual community. I think I speak for the rest of us when I say summer has just arrived, right? Our imaginations begin to wander with some plans and other destinations like going to backyard barbecues or outdoor games, hiking vacations, excursions, and long drives, or even sun-soaked beaches and you know, showing your summer outfits because we know for a fact that the days grow longer, the sun shines brighter, and the air feels uh, a lot warmer. Ang init salabas. But since we're still in the new normal, I'd like to believe that we can still hope for the best summer escapade and adventures while enjoying the little grade of staying at home and online destinations. Welcome to another podcast for Senior High School Community. I'm Earl, the Engagement Coordinator for Senior High School. And today, we are going to geek out our love for books and reading. And a lot of references would say that reading develops our brains and it gives us the ability to understand life in maybe in a much better fashion, right? Besides, there's a lot of room for grammar. There's a lot of room for language development. And when we read a lot, you learn new words all the time. I mean, all the time. And I know languages and literature and social sciences teams agree with that. Also, we believe that there is something undeniably special about reading. And we don't just love to read books. Again, we don't just love to read books. We love to talk about them. We love to talk about them. So here we are with the team who are experts in languages, who are experts in literature, and who are experts in social sciences. But here's a trivia, okay? I also came from this team. You know, when I was starting to embark on a teaching journey, but, you know, redirection came along the way, and boom! Wala na. Hindi na ako part, na kick out na ako ng department. No, just kidding. Alright? Anyway, before we get started right away, let's meet our guest for this podcast. First in the line is the Languages and Literature Coordinator. And I'd like to give emphasis on this because he'd like to have this on air. Quote-unquote, a half-elf on his third cycle of life living in Middle-earth. Alright? <laughs> And would definitely fight fantasy and real dragons and ogres for a bit of XP. And has been teaching literature for five years and has been on a quest to merge tabletop gaming with lessons. A big fan of Token and an avid reader of sci-fi and high fantasy stories. Please welcome on air, Chad Kevin Russell. Hey Chad, say sir. Well, I'll get in the comments. So <laughs> I felt suddenly super nerdy with the instructions. Uh, introduction. Akala ko sir, hindi mo siya si serious so, no, Thank you no, for the no. wonderful introduction. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Chad is here, and also we have the second person next in the line is a sci-fi and a fantasy bookworm who teaches creative writing fiction and non-fiction for the humanities and social sciences. Who composes songs on the side if there are commissions and have been involved in NGO and government trainings and research initiatives? A human rights activist who believes that his degree in philosophy goes beyond the theoretical pursuits of his course. An Ilocano Esihano, a millennial born in 1983, give it up to Vincent Barcelona. Good afternoon, Hi, guys. Hello, po. Good afternoon. Maraming salamat for the gracious introduction. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And last but definitely not the least, 
one of the success coaches and a senior high school teacher in iAcademy. Please welcome Ms. Gracie Adalia. Hello, good afternoon everyone. Alright, so there you go. Now let's begin talking about the basics. The The basics of this topic, leading, of course, to the most um, complicated questions, if I may add. <laughs> complicated questions. No, it's not. All right. But, you know, some like me, I would like to include myself here, have loved reading since before I even knew how. I mean, I could relate to many of the memories as shared by a lot of people that I came to talk about with love for reading, like the adventure of having my first library card. The frustration of being continually told by my parents that, you know, geek, you have to take a break, all right? Stop reading books and go outside. You need to socialize, right? Also, the wonderful feeling of, of refreshment that I really continue to experience each day that I spend reading a book. And personally, I love the smell of books, right? I love, you know, that musty smell that you notice in an old library, it really reminds me of a time when, when, when the library of my childhood was the center of my universe. You know, para siyang bahay. I mean, when you go to school, library agad yung, yung inahanap mo, hindi yung classroom. And, you know, the smell of an old library, it, it smells like a knowledge. It is the smell of knowledge. It is the smell of comfort. It is the smell of adventure. How about you guys? Tell me your best memory about your love for reading. When it was started, who inspired you? What was the first book you read? Now let's go first to Sir Chad. Oh, Chad, pala. <laughs> Ayan. So, um, first memory of me reading, I guess it's, it's a little hazy since I was pretty young back then. But I think was, this was around when I was three. So I started to learn how to read. And I vaguely remember... Picking up a book. And the reason for me picking up the book is that maganda yung drawing ng pagong. <laughs> so, it's something, it's something stupid sounding, not gonna lie. Um, as a kid, I was really fascinated by turtles. And lo and behold, there is a book with a turtle on the front. And then I picked it up and then uh, I proceeded to reading it. And then the issue was I didn't understand half of it. But it was a fun experience since I got exposed to this wonderful world of turtles and the hair, of course. And uh, uh, basically, what happened was, sobrang intrigued ako dun sa pagong. I was like, yeah, ganda nung kwento, may pagong. Even me not understanding anything. And then, um, I remember as well, the following year when my vocabulary expanded even more. more Binasa uh, ulit siya. And it was... I suddenly realized that it, it was not merely about the turtle. <laughs> Hindi turtle. Merong din significance si hair dun sa story. And I was, that was an eye-opening um, journey for me since that's my first exposure to actual literature with me reading it. And of course, it's my exposure to fables, which in turn kind of progressed uh, my interest in fantastical stories and fantasy in general, parang sa akin, lumaki ako na, oh, this is something fun that I could enjoy. And then, um, I started to be hungrier and hungrier for those kinds of stories. And then, like, expansion and like, expand, it evolved 
into something way more fantastical and magical than just seeing animals that can talk. So I, that was a very fun experience for me. Right, right. Yeah, it's correct. I mean, um, when, when, when I was a kid also, I also loved reading books of, you know, I think I can relate with that turtle, actually. No? Parang, uh, putting a lot of metaphors on it or maybe personification that, you know, we can get a lot of, you know, lessons from, from these kinds of simple stories. And we often believe that these stories are just, you know, mainstream, but it's not. It, yeah, sir. Because that's it, One of the one of the biggest things about those stories is that no matter how simple the plot is, no matter how simple mm-hmm. the narrative is, may nakatago sa likod niya, which we only unlock when we start to realize that it's not meant to be treated as something childish, but rather it is meant to be treated as an actual time capsule of the uh, ageless lessons that our ancestors have thought about before. Correct. Parang fundamentals of life. Yes. Right. How about Sir Vincent? Sir Vincent. Um, <laughs> hello, po. Um, uh, I could relate with what you said uh, lately, Sir Earl, about uh, having a library in the in in the house. I mean, in our home. Back in Nueva we have a library. <laughs> we are all book nerds, kasi. Um, uh, That's cool. I uh, when I I remember growing up. Uh, seeing all those books collected by my grandparents and also by my parents, more specifically my mom. Uh, my mom, more than my dad, I think. My mom is bookworm. My aunt, who lives with us, um, a spinster, uh, lives with us. So uh, they gathered and collected novels uh, when they were teenagers. And uh, until now, actually, eh, when we go to uh, malls, my mom would... Uh, go to book sale or to national bookstore and then recently fully booked when she <laughs> discovered that there's fully booked. Um, so yeah, growing up, I see books around me. <laughs> but if you are to ask me what's the first book I've read, um, my mom told me it's actually... My mom told me it's, uh, it's that... Um, children's book about explaining how a duck or a chick is born. So from the from the time uh, from the time, so it's kind of educational because it teaches young kids or you know toddlers like me how uh, an egg is fertilized, fertilized, something like that. So very scientific, diba? And then uh, from there, uh, because I have dyslexia. So I'm more attracted to the to the pictures, just like Sir Chad. But I think it's that interest of really reading the letters, the squiggly things there, that made me try my best to really understand the letters. And I think that's one of the ways by which um, I kind I kind of was able to get not really get over with this lecture but I think that's one of the ways by which I was able to survive reading because it's really hard you know if you have this lecture in this graph yeah so mm-hmm. yeah so that book actually introduced me to um, more books to come in my life until now yep so you yeah. right thanks uh, Sir Vincent or Vincent <laughs> you know I measure ano ba ako? 
nalilito pa ako kung tatawagin kong sir or miss. No, it's okay. Anyway, since, yeah, since, you know, we are building a sense of relativity, no, for, you know, um, this is a casual conversation about our love for reading. So might as well call you Vincent and Chad and Gracie. Yeah. Now, third on the line, of course, Gracie. Thoughts for... Yes, hi. Uh, similar to, to your stories, guys. Uh, growing up in a house with bookshelves influenced <laughs> me largely talaga. And what's funny is we have quite a similar experience, Sir Earl. Uh, I started my love of reading mm-hmm. before I was actually able to read. Uh, I was not yet attending school at that time. And um, I just love getting books from the shelf. And, you know, just flipping it, pretending that you're actually reading the, yeah. the, the books. And uh, I can still vivid, vividly remember that particular day when uh, it, it was a weekend, I guess, and my sisters were there because they're all studying already and I'm, I'm not, I'm the youngest in the family. So they were surrounding me and they, uh, the eldest asked me to read a book. And then I picked this very bulky brown book. I couldn't, couldn't forget that. And then I flipped on the pages and I mumbled words. Like uh, if, if my memory serves me right... I was uttering about Magellan discovering the Philippines. If I'm not mistaken, that was that was my line. Oh, oh my goodness! And then, and then my sisters <laughs> applauded, like uh, as if I, I I read correctly. So I was really happy that time. I saw my sisters; they were happy as well. So uh, I think it factored a lot in in my love for reading. But then later on, when I was able to read, I went back to that bulky brown book, and I realized that the book. I was trying to read that time it was actually about organic chemistry. So my sisters were just like um, <laughs> trying to, you know, encourage me to to read mm-hmm. and uh, browse books, even if you cannot read yet. So I think that's uh, that's the experience I will never forget, and that's the time that I I, I learned to love uh, reading books. And my very first book that I've consumed with. Uh, I'll say with utmost satisfaction because the the younger years I couldn't remember the title of the books already. But the one that I can really remember that I finished from cover to cover is the necklace uh, mm-hmm. by Guy de Maupassant, French author. But of course, it it was the English translation, translation. that we read in mm-hmm. class. Yeah, actually, it was a class requirement. <laughs> that is why I went through everything. So yeah. Uh, that's the very first book that I'll consider. Nice. You guys have different genre, no? Or iba yung experience, iba iba yung nagiging experience niyo yeah. when you were a kid. You know, for yes. history, the, the other one is love for science books. The other one is for, you know, uh, a lot of things, right? And I think all your answers and all your experiences are very on point and very uh, relatable. And uh, whether we came to love reading at five or at 50, I guess, the experience has become mm, like a significant and treasured part of many people's lives. Like generation to generation, we have been introduced to thousands of books with different genres. And they really offer so many good things to us as bookworms. There are these uh, sci-fi books, rom-com, fantasy, thriller, and a lot of books genre that depict, um, let's say, dimensional aspects which benefit the soul of the bookworms around the world. And I guess, um, I mean, personally, I am a wide reader of, of motivational books. And recently, I just finished reading the book titled Think Small, if you guys are familiar with that, by Owen Service and Rory Gallagher. And it really talks about 
the surprisingly simple ways to reach big goals. And up to this day, it really helps me a lot because it reminds me that the actions that you take every day, it really provides both of evidence of who you are and for what you believe about yourself. That if you want to become someone new, if you want to change something, you have to take some actions, you have to live with it, and you have to continue um, really building a good system of magnifying the gap between success and failure. And it also says there that motivations do not rely simply on how your workplace, on how your home, on how your school is keeping you sane. Because motivations are always rooted from how you set it and how you you want to prolong or continue it. That everything you have, what you aspire to have, start within you. Now for you guys, what is the title of the book or what is the title of that reading material that inspired you the most as as a professional, and why? Let's go first to Chad. Ah, yeah. So, if um, we're, we're talking about like the actual totality of me right now, mm-hmm, I would say yeah. Fellowship of the Ring. So, the first book in uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. And the reason for me picking this one is that uh, I'm a big fan of tabletop RPG games. So, Dungeons & Dragons, but, uh, Pathfinder, um, Call of Cthulhu, and all those things. I pretty much um, create as well some gaming modules for those. And it kind of sparked my love for reading when it comes to um, reading bulks of text. Because back then, when I was a kid, I, I only read those ones with a few pages because <laughs> I was a kid. I don't have time to read all the time. Although I do love reading, I want to read more and more. So I relied on those smaller ones. And then um, here comes the... Uh, big ones. So I got introduced to Tolkien, Martin, and other authors. And what fascinated me about uh, the most, you know, in regards to fantasy stories, is that uh, Fellowship of the Ring was written in a in a way that it explores not only fantasy settings, not only the uh, fantastical things in magic that we all love to see on movie screens and uh, multi- uh, media releases. It also explores the friendship form behind the different groups of people, well, in this case, races of uh, beings and how they actually interact with one another and how they try to solve a problem. And I think that contributed greatly to how I perceive literature as um, a mode of communication rather than just a form of entertainment. And probably that speaks a lot as well as... um, the reason for <laughs> my gaming ho- uh, habits and uh, my hobby uh, of writing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thanks, Chad. Of course, I mean, uh, from, from your answer, I can probably say that fantasy shows um, slices of reality that we often neglect or overlook. But, you know, we can get a lot of things from, you know, I say most of the time when we hear fantasy, you know, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. But, yeah. you know, there and are most slices of, the time, yeah, of reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a slices of reality. Most of the time, people don't really look at the slices of reality. Like, the thing yeah. with fantasy is that sometimes fantasy is basically written for us to um, see ourselves, you know, as the person mm-hmm. who we want ourselves to be, but we cannot. And I think maganda siyang outlet for exploration. If you want, you know, if you want to write a story, a high fantasy story, if you want to make the main character yourself, give them all the traits that you wish you have. And no one would question you for it because it's a fantasy story. 
Mm-hmm. You can't do anything right. about it. <laughs> yeah. That's the world of the mind. No, not the world of the physical realm. Like, okay, physical, what you see in the world, but, you know, inside inside one's mind, ganun eh. You know, we always, we, we have this, this parang bulk of fantasy inside our head. Now, sometimes we don't want to share or we don't want to, you know, to, um, to make it known. But, you know, as a matter of fact, when we read fantasy, it really relaxes us. It's really, parang it's somehow relatable to what we have inside our head. Right, Sir Chad? Yes, because yeah, it's another version of you. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. It's nice mm-hmm. to dream about yourself being super powerful. And uh, doing the right thing. Mm, precisely. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chad. How about right. Vincent? Um, yeah, Earl. Um, <laughs> I am actually uh, uh, trying to decide uh, which book uh, kind of influenced me as a professional, but as a philosopher, because that's my, my degree. Um, as a philosopher, I am an existentialist and a postmodernist. Uh, although I am a, you know, I ideologically I am a communist, but uh, you know, philosophically speaking, I'm coming from that movement, existentialism and postmodernism. So, uh, as someone from that uh, profession, uh, as a philosopher, I am influenced by uh, Michel Foucault's uh, discipline and punish for the postmodern uh, movement and for the ex- existentialist it would be nietzsche's um genealogy of morals parehong ano eh parehong non-fiction yung yung uh, yung naka-influence sa akin but of course uh, i'll uh, go ahead and say na les misérables les misérables it's still uh, one of the things that makes me go back to uh looking at uh, social analysis, namely looking at uh, what's happening in the world right now. So, yeah, for 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 the postmodern movement, kasi, uh, the discipline and punish, uh, the book of uh, Michel Foucault, made me realize that the structures of the society that we created, those are human-made. Uh, we make it. And uh, it's up to us to keep them or to rebuild them or to change them. That's postmodernism. Eh? And that's why um, every time I uh, look into the structures of being a teacher, what we have right now, for example, right now, we are not in the normal traditional school setting. We are in a new normal. And uh, mm-hmm. that makes me realize that, yeah, all those structures that were built inside this the school is human made and we can make our own way to make things work. And uh, of course, Nietzsche for the genealogy of morals, it makes me um, come back to that. It check my own privileges. Actually, it's uh, Nietzsche who says that slave morality, which is what the traditional ethics would teach us. Slave morality happens because you're just conforming to what society tells you. Um, as a person, it helps me check myself. Oh, am I just uh, doing things just because the society is telling me things to do it? Or am I uh, choosing these things for myself because I've studied it, I understand it, I believed in it, and therefore I will do it? You know, you know, those are the books that yeah, influence me as a professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Vincent. You know, I, I, 
I remember these uh, titles of books that you've mentioned, like from Michel Foucault, Display and Punish. Am I right, sir? Yeah, The Discipline and Punish, yes. Uh-huh. Then Nietzsche for Genia. Uh, uh, Geniality of morals. Geniality of morals. And of course, uh, one of my favorites, why would I forget about this? Lame is Rob. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. As far as I remember, it's a mystical um, about <laughs> courage, right? About love, heartbreak, mixture of everything. Parang no? And I think the most important um, issues and done is the dignity of, of, of human individual and I, I love it I mean uh, why would I forget about that it's uh, should it should be the top one on my list right but thanks <laughs> for reminding me sir uh, Vincent no thank you so much for that how about Gracie all right um I'd say it's Tuesday with Maury uh, I think this is a memoir of Mitch album the sociology professor so uh the book offers a lot of lessons from, like, like a lot, like lessons from love, friendship, forgiveness, death, and so on. And what made it relevant to me even more, however, is that it is a story of a teacher and a student outside the classroom. I've always believed that teachers can really help make a difference in the lives of the students. And um, we have the significant uh, impact to their lives that, you know, even after they finish their degree, uh, they will still seek our wisdom and, and our words of wisdom uh, from time to time. And I know uh, us here, we all experience this, that um, from time to time, we receive messages from our previous students who are now professionals already, mm-hmm. and they will still open up and they will still seek guidance from us. So the uh, the idea that even until we are old and gray and in the story, even if the teacher was in his dying phase already, uh, us teachers, we can still impart something beautiful, wonderful to our students. And I think uh, that made the book an inspiration to me as a teacher. Right. So thanks, Gracie. I love that. You know, as as a teacher, diba, you get parang, parang you as a teacher, it doesn't mean that if you're a teacher, your learning stops from your profession. That, okay, it's time for you to share your learning. You don't have time to learn more from these kids or from, from anywhere, from anyone, right? And I love what, what Gracie said, that um, you as a teacher, you um, um, you have this kind of advocacy or have this kind of, you know, legacy to help other people to become a better version of themselves, particularly their student, uh, your students. And, you know, in, in the future, that's how you help building a stronger community, right? Like providing the nation with, with lots of hopes and lots of, of, you know, opportunities to, you know, to experience better things in life. And thanks to all shout out, no, sa ating mga teachers, Jan, who are, you know, or doing the online hustles and bustles just to educate, you know, the future generation. All right. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, yeah. A round of applause. Okay. I'm going to insert, you know, sound effect for that. <laughs> okay. So, I love your entries, guys. They are so, but um, a lot of... Let's say, but a lot of learnings, a lot of take, uh, takeaways from from all your answers, from all your um, experiences, or those pieces of of experiences that you pick along the way 
that answers the question why you love reading books. And I think you can also agree with me that Generation Z, I am part of it. I don't know, I don't know guys, if you're still part of it. I'm just kidding. Generation Z has been so consumed, if I'm allowed to say that, has been so consumed with social media and the internet. You know, few people consider reading books. Let's face that. That it is clear that people have, some people, all right? Some people have um, forgotten all of the advantages of reading books. That everyone wants to study quickly and improve their intelligence. YouTube is there. A lot of social media platforms and information banks like Google is also in the top line. But before the computer age, no one needed to be reminded of the importance of reading. And no one would go in front of your face, okay, it's time for you to read books. Because it's, it was one of the hobbies, one of the mainstream hobbies of, of, you know, of those people who lived before the computer, uh, computer age, diba. Right? And there are various advantages to read, or I mean, various advantages to reading on a regular basis. I mean, reading has, has a lot of advantages, like ranging from making you smarter to, to improving your reading and writing abilities. Now, the question is, how does love for reading help an individual to be the best in his chosen path of industry? Again, how does love for reading help an individual to be the best in his chosen path of industry? Like diverting it from, you know, from entertainment to something bigger for their future. How does love for reading help an individual, particularly students, you know, to be the best in his chosen path? Of industry, go Chad. <laughs> Very wonderful question. Um, but I guess I'm gonna divert the spotlight to one of my former students. Although he was not really technically my student because I was a student teacher back then. But uh, this is gonna sound nerdy again. I'm sorry, sir. If this is gonna sound nerdy, it's just literally me it's as a okay. person. It's uh, okay. This was back in Shoot I think it. 2014 or 2015. I was in this um, school school before. It, it was a science high school, and I, I've noticed a lot of them are really fond of writing. They uh, write a lot of fan fiction stories, and a lot of them also enjoy. Um, Magical realism, you know, urban, fa- ur- uh, urban fantasy as well. They enjoy that. And I was like, you know what? I can take advantage of this. I uh, decided to form a gaming group with them. And uh, on a weekly basis, we play at least one game. And then um, after I graduated college, so they also, they were the same batch as me. Like if they were the la- last batch of high school students. There you go. They're not part of the senior high yet. Um, we basically graduated at the same time. And then I came to find out that one of my students you know, from that batch is now pursuing a career or a degree in creative writing. And um, as of the moment, he, well, he has graduated already. And he, before he creates anything, he sends it to me and lets me read it. And I think that, that one, um, one moment that I asked them, hey, do you guys want to play a game you know, that involves fantasy and whatnot? It kind of um, pushed them to the path of creating literary works. And a- another thing that I think was very helpful is that 
since they got exposed to that experience of playing a game that is basically what they have been reading for a long time, it kind of um, sparked their interest in exploring not only, of course, uh, what's on TV, like Game of Thrones, but it also pushed them to actually explore even the classics, you know, classics of the same caliber. So they, they, they started reading Tolkien, they started reading more into mythology, and they started reading more into Gothic stories as they basically laid the foundation in the uh, career path that they're choosing right now. And I think that is one way you engage students is that you don't merely treat reading as an activity, but rather you treat reading as a fun experience. And maybe, you know, mix in a bit of gaming in there so that they would be interested more in exploring whatever it is that you lay down in front of them. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, it goes to show that when, when you go after your passion, Siguro, your, your student who just finished um, a course on creative writing, right? Yes, sir. Uh, creative writing. So I think um, na discover niya na passion niya pala yun. And it's it really nice to hear that, that a career of creative writing more on the liber- liberal arts side but, you know, just to inform everyone, it's more than just the cherry on top, okay? Reading helps all industry or people who'd like to be successful. And one of those is, you know, the creative writing sides, more on the subjects or more on the courses under liberal arts and stuff like that. And it's really, really nice to hear that someone is pursuing his or her passion. But most of the time, because in our setting here in the Philippines, um, there are these, uh, um, let's say, topmost courses na dapat kunin ng mga sujante and then some of these courses are not really in line with their passion if their passion is in reading or passion is you know um writing books or or more on the arts they have to think about it furthermore and they have to ask their parents is it okay to pursue this or not but you know practical wise no baby it's not go with medical field go with the engineering field and stuff like that all right but yeah again it's really nice to hear that also, sir, okay. just to add on a point on what I said earlier, some mm-hmm. people might be confused on why I'm talking about, you know, a, a student who's pursuing a writing career and why am I talking about the game? Because the thing is, in order for you to be a good writer or to be a better writer, you have to explore reading. In order for you to understand how the yeah, inner correct. workings of the writing career works, you have to understand how an actual author writes and how an actual author thinks. So by exposing yourselves into different forms of literature, be it in a game format or uh, a video format or in an actual book format. Once you understand mm-hmm. that, your writing career would be um, ten steps ahead of what it is when you you know when you begin you know that career of yours if you're already exposed prior. To that. Right, and I'd like to take this opportunity to remind the students also the four communication skills: reading, writing, listening, and speaking. You have to develop that, but at least. Remote yung oral com pala. That's how teacher. Reading and writing then later. <laughs> oh, diba? <laughs> Guys, oh, may diba? kanya palang agenda. <laughs> oh, may kanya kanyang bias. <laughs> anyway, let's go to Vincent. Your thoughts, please. Yeah, I think I can build uh, on what uh, Sir Chad said. Um, uh, and what you said about uh, the four basic. Uh, uh, skills that we need to learn in communication. Um, whatever pre- profession we we pursue or whatever uh, career in life we pursue, uh, reading actually helps us a lot. 
um, more specifically, the development of your critical thinking. Um, it's not easy to get the narrative eh, when you're reading novels, especially if you're reading uh, Les Miserables. You know, Les Miserables, <clears throat> come on, if you read uh, the first chapter of Les Miserables, you will be tired already with, all, with mm-hmm. all the slow burn of uh, Victor Hugo's style. But if, uh, if you go ahead and, uh, uh, you know, um, push through with that and uh, be more curious about that, that's the development of critical thinking. Why, why, why is he saying these things about his society during that time? And that would make you develop also the skill of research. You go ahead and look for, 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 historical facts about what's happening during that time. That's the fourth revolution of, uh, of France during that time. So, kakabit-kabit uh, na yan. And uh, critical thinking is really very important if you are a professional. You don't just uh, believe things uh, face value, which, which, you know, unfortunately, that's what's happening right now in our society. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if you develop that, um, patience of really um, reading through things that the author wrote, uh, that critical thinking skill of uh, evaluating facts, of evaluating what he said, of analyzing the, the narrative, it really helps it. Um, it helps you also when you deal with other people. Uh, some uh, some, uh, some good authors, for example, um, George R. Martin's uh, uh, a Song of uh, Fire and Ice. Grabe. Uh, the study of characters there, from Cersei to uh, the, all the Lannisters and the Starks, grabe yung, yung study ng characters niya. And mapapaisip ka, wait, do I have people in my life who are like that? And therefore, in, in one way, you are also developing, especially for us introverts. Sorry, I'm an introvert. Um, that's a way for me to okay uh, yeah I me- I've met these types of characters in the books I've read <laughs> and therefore mm-hmm. hmm, how am I going to approach this person parang ganon it, became, it becomes a gateway especially for us teachers hindi yeah. as, as a, an, an, an introvert I would just close off myself from my students, hindi pwede yun. Mm-hmm. Um, through reading books, of course, not just uh, George R. Martin, um, Elizabeth Hayden's uh, Rhapsody series, ang, ang haba ng 10 books yata yun. Um, the building of friendship, the building of uh, society, uh, you will find out that uh, in life, especially in your profession, your profession is not an island. It it actually affect other uh, walks of life, other people in the society, and therefore you become more uh, aware of that those realities. Even though nasa virtual world in uh, you know quote unquote yung uh, yung mga stories, uh, you become more sensitive, eh, empathetic on other people. Again, it depends on uh, what type of books you read, pero yeah, that helps you. Uh, those are soft skills, eh? And hard skills, siguro pwede kung sabihin as a as a bookworm. It helped me develop my writing skills, writing style, uh, reading uh, nonfiction uh, uh, authors like you know, as I've said kanina, Michelle Foucault and Nietzsche. It helped me develop my writing, my my distinct writing style in writing nonfiction articles. 
Um, however, the soft skills pa rin eh. As a professional, you need to develop the soft skills, which, it, which are, you know, critical thinking, interpersonal relationship, uh, and uh, problem solving, lahat ng mga, mga soft skills na yun. Um, those are the things that you can... I'm not saying that lahat yun you will learn by reading just books, you know. Uh, it's just that it makes you aware that those skills are needed if you want to build relationships, if you want to be in a society, in a community. Yay. <laughs> right. Thanks, Vincent. I love that. I mean, it's, you know, when you read books, it, it's like a, some sort of, of, of preparation to socialize in the real world. And uh, we have like a social obligation to be sensitive to our surroundings. And surprisingly, books can help you with that. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just more of like trial... Um, trial version of okay let's talk about uh, let's have someone to to talk about something and then when we fail you know to you know to harmonize then let's you know let's make lipa to another person but it's not yeah. books can can really help you, you know before you socialize before you you build let's say for example relationship why not try to open a book and then start reading i love that i love that kind of analogy from you sir vincent yeah, mm-hmm. but also books are not only for introverts, all right? It's for yeah. everyone, okay? <laughs> it's for everyone. Learning, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of the best ways for you to learn about, not only about life, but also to the things that really matters the most, or really matter the most, okay? Miss Gracie, your thoughts? Yes, uh, um, first, uh, I think it, it, of course, it will help. reading will help anyone to be updated about the matters concerning their field, right? Uh, that is prime if we are talking about how reading can help a person uh, in his or her profession. Second, uh, as I think this is mentioned by Sir Vincent already, reading exposes one to different perspectives. And mm-hmm. that allows one to be rather holistic in looking at things, right? It's like you're really widening your horizon. The more you read, the wider your horizon becomes. And we also become more empathetic or empathic simply because we have met different characters as we read. And uh, I'll tell you this, we have walked their shoes and i'm not exaggerating when i tell you that we have walked the shoes of the characters that we've read about Mm -hmm. why (laughs) there's actually a study right sir vincent i read this study saying that when we read for instance that the character is running or walking uh somewhere in a certain pavement or wherever our neurons uh the neuron activities in our brain make us feel that as, as though we are experiencing the walk or the run ourselves. Mm-hmm. So although reading looks like a passive activity, I mentioned this in my module in reading and writing drive students. Hello. <laughs> although, Shout out reading, <laughs> although reading looks like a passive activity on the outside because you're just there sitting and then you look like you're just staring at the book, right? Mm-hmm. Inside, uh, there are complex brain stimulations happening. And we know that brain stimulation will result to improve brain functioning. So I guess that is the uh, most wonderful benefit that, uh, that reading could give us. Whatever profession it is that we do, uh, it will really, really help us if we read a lot. Yeah. 
Precisely, Miss Gracie. I love that. That, you know, when you compare it to physical activity, that let's say, for example, every component of your body, including our brain, it really requires exercise to keep healthy. You know, if, if that's the point. You know, it gets re- uh, regular activity from reading, which keeps it fit and healthy. And also when, um, I don't know if, if, I think everyone can agree with this, that, um, you know, those who read for pleasure every day, um, not only perform better in reading tasks, but also, um, they also develop a bigger vocabulary. They are more, I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, bigger general knowledge and Mm -hmm. also, um, a better awareness of, of, of various cultures and a lot more, you know, and I think that's according to research. I've heard that, you know, in different, in different um, sources. And in fact, whether a youngster or whether a student or maybe a teacher does well in school is more likely to be determined by whether or not he or she enjoys reading. Right? I think Sir Shad has something to add. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I do have something to add. Go, go, um, go. As uh, Ms. Gracie has put it earlier, reading is not a passive task. Like, if even if it seems like it's passive, shout out to all my literature students. I always tell them that in order for you to actually experience literature, you have to make sure that you do you understand that literature is literally, and I don't I don't mean any puns there, literally the embodiment of man's life and struggles. Basically, what happens to you is what is being recorded in literature. What you read could happen. Even if it's a fantasy story, even if it's a magical story, you have characters there that move around. They have traits. They have feelings. They have characteristics. And they have, you know, they, they have brains that function in the in-universe story. So if you treat reading as, or if you treat literature and reading as an activity to explore um, the idea of finding out about your life, then you're doing yourself you know, a non-passive task. Because what better way to understand yourself than to read literature? And if, it, if literature is actually the reflection of your life, and then you're learning about yourself. So mm-hmm. win-win. Correct. I love that. You know, you guys put all the checks on the boxes. I mean, you know, rubbing things up from all your answers, that reading gives um, really a lot of opportunities to become better in the industry that we plan to have or to experience. It really boosts our our knowledge and it really helps our mental health as well. And it really shows a great deal of focus that we need when we set up our goals in life. Whatever it would be, whatever, you know, or however, however enervating the process would be, you know, reading helps us with that. And, and a lot more. Now, there's a quote here that pretty much sums up what we just had in the previous conversations or questions. And I would like to read this. That do some readers say that reading is a gateway skill that makes all other learning possible. Now, what is your take on that? Chad, your thoughts about Well, okay, here's the thing about that. I'm going to make this as simple as I can. Again, still relating it to whatever nerdy stuff that I have already started here. (laughs) So reading is definitely a great gateway. Why? Because it opens a world of fantasy and exploration that definitely would bring you to places that your physical body cannot go to. Because, you know, uh, you explore a world in your head and that is the best experience when it comes, you know, when, when we talk about reading, things happening in your head um, is a, uh, 
not only a good exercise, you know, metaphorically, because, you know, if people always talk about, when people talk about exercise, most of the time, they, they would mean, you know, physically moving. But it's a great mental exercise to picture things in, uh, what do you call this? Uh, <laughs> I forgot the term. But to, to picture things, things in your own, uh, picture things using your own design. Ayan. So, Whenever that happens, you are exercising your brain, brain's function to mentally create pictures, and also you are exercising your brain to teach itself, you know, how to create images and how to look at things and explore things without physically being there. And I think that is one great gateway to actually learn a lot of things because you're prepping your minds, you know, your, your brains to absorb knowledge that could be or could not be in front of you at the moment, but it's still getting welcomed in. Correct. Yeah. Para lang siyang, ano, para lang siyang carb. When you eat a carb or carbs, no, parang, parang gusto mo pa. The same <laughs> goes with reading, right? When you start reading, when you start finding the best way for you to love reading, it will never end. Yeah. And you will see along the way. I agree with that. Yeah. Parang, it's, you know... Um, you'll see yourself along the way. Yeah, it's addicting. That's the right term. Yep, yep. Yes. Uh, we're using the word addicting in, in the most um, positive way possible. Yeah, and also you're tricking your brain basically. Like, I cannot go to Palawan right now. Let me read the story set in Palawan. And then you can yes. picture it. Oh, I, I'm like there right now. <laughs> in my head. And then also, you know, kapag, kapag nagbasa ka ng about, you know, parang history or maybe information about that particular place, Parang may mga times pa na mas marami kang alam kesa doon sa pumunta doon. <laughs> True. Kasi sir, it's literally an exploration. Di ba? I think Sir Vincent mm-hmm. would agree to this. Sometimes, yep. kapag nakabasa ka ng isang uh, story tas yung setting is an actual real place and it's described well enough, it gets you hooked. You know, from, right. from a histor- historian's perspective, kasi yung prof ko din before, like, history major siya and he loves to explore fantasy worlds that are based in like real life places. And yep. Um, what he says is that sometimes, you know, the descriptions of the places makes you more fascinated into learning actual real places or the places that they talk about if they are actually real. And natututo ka eh, na you move forward, it opens your brain mm-hmm. into learning geography kahit hindi naman yun yung major mo. Like, for me, personally, yeah, <laughs> I don't really, I'm not good with maps. Pero upon reading a lot of fantasy books na nakaset din sa real places, like real earth places, I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why not learn about this? And I think I know more about the places that uh, I have read rather than the places that I have that I have actually been to because mm-hmm. of reading. Yeah, I, I I also would like to agree with that. That you know, imagination is not a form of impossibility. You know, mm-hmm. uh, actually mm-hmm. we we hear words like okay when you read fictional books or maybe fantasy books, you know, it's just your imagination that tells you it's pretty that tells you it's beautiful to read books, you know. But again, imagination is not a form of impossibility. Imagination is a more artistic word of what ifs and what's beyond that could happen yep. or that could have been missed out, diba? So when you go to a particular place, you have this kind of checklist, okay, I need to go to this or that and stuff. But sometimes you miss out the culture or you miss out to get to know the people more in that place. But mm-hmm. books can provide you the total package, right? Sir Vincent, your thoughts. 
of course, uh, uh, people would say now, well, that's a, that's just a cafe, yeah, right? But there are other ways for you to learn. <laughs> Tama naman sila. There are naysayers. But, you know, uh, if, when we say that it's a gateway, it's one of the ways that we learn. And gustong uh, gusto ko yung sinabi kanina ni, ni Sir uh, uh, Chad. However, let me build on that also. Kasi when you read fantasy, more than when you uh, watch films adapted from fantasy books, and that, this is where I am nerding out every time. Uh, during the, the run of uh, The Game of Thrones on HBO, <laughs> kasi nga nabasa ko na agad yung ano, first five books. Eh. So, yeah. When oh, I'm... Mayroon certain expectation, no? Kapag oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yung ganun eh. Um, and then when I am watch when I was watching it, I was like, may kulang dito. May mga nuances si George R. Uh, si George R. Martin na sinulat niya. And that, that thing kasi, when you start reading uh, books, when you start reading fantasy, well, punta muna ako sa fantasy, kanina pa ako nag-talk about ano eh, non-fiction. <laughs> uh, pag nandun tayo sa, ano, sa fiction, ano, uh, it will train you to look for nuances. Communication, language, um, human interaction, human relationship is not straightforward. Eh. And uh, through reading books, I learned to read nuances in people. Uh, it's not because I, I studied psychology or what, but uh, parang tumatatak na sa isip ko. Uh, b- while, you know, when I was reading books from fiction to non-fiction, um, may mga sinasabi yung author na hindi niya sinasabi ng diretsyahan and that trains your mind to, hmm, second guess. Yung mga ganun. And that is the fun of it. You know, it makes learning fun in a weird way <laughs> because you're actually trying to second guess. Uh, for example, page one, itong sinabi niya. And hmm, tapos biglang slowly building second page, uh, third page. Tapos lumipat na. And I'm referring to the, the first book, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Song of uh, Fire and Ice. Looks like a, you know, a normal uh, family <laughs> In that, in Westeros, um, royal family and such and such, looks like it's an ordinary day. And then start, the, and then the story goes dark. The nuances of things, um, and that uh, you make, and then you realize, oh no, life is not like that. I mean, life is also like that. Life is not all butterflies and uh, and uh, sweet things and such. Life is this. Ito yun eh. Sinasabi, binibigay sa'yo nung, nung author yun eh. It's not really the, the, the way for you to learn, yes. Pero you start there eh. You start uh, trying to explore after the fact, after reading it. May ganito kaya sa buhay talaga? Mm-hmm. And then you look at your politicians and uh, the politicians in that book. Hmm. George R. Martin is a good uh, political writer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Vincent. I love that. You know, transitioning from um from a philosophical perspective to, to a lot of, you know. Sir Vincent lang yan talaga. <laughs> How about Miss Gracie? Yes, hello. Yeah, uh, I feel you guys about the books turned 
into mm-hmm. films. And, <laughs> and for me, actually, the ideal is to, of course, read the book first before watching the film because uh, we're talking about a gateway in the code. And uh, for me, the gateway is uh, whatever you will find, okay, once you enter that, that uh, passage will always be up to you. And I really like my imagination working on how this character looks yeah, like, how, how this actors look like, right? Before, so ideally, before you watch a film, you read the book because you allow your imagination to work on uh, everything, right? Uh, that is your part because when you read a book, it's like you're conversing with the author. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have a part, you're, you have a part there in, and your imagination is... Um, something that you can play with once you are reading a book. So that is my ideal, really. Before watching the series or whatever, um, read the book. So you have the liberty to, to uh, explore the characters using your mm-hmm. imagination. And that's why I'm not reading the Twilight series, whatever, because I watched the film first. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to read that anymore. Because oh. uh, I have Bella in my mind, the, the celebrity. So I, cannot, I cannot. There's already an image there. And usually, right, the, the, there is no like perfect fit to, to uh, the book character and the film character. So mm-hmm. uh, please, allow my imagination to work on that. That's my only request. So I'm not going to read Twilight anymore. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, going back to, to the code, I think that is an Obama code, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm, uh, I yeah. agree with that, of course. It's a certain gateway and whatever you find in there, it's just magic, whether that is fiction or nonfiction that you are reading. And mm-hmm. for me, nothing beats consuming information directly from the book. Uh, I couldn't imagine myself relying on audiobook even. I really wanted my, my eyes going through the letters. And yeah. It's this feeling, right? <laughs> it's book. a whole experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, There's a level of engagement. <laughs> yeah, and uh, when, when you indulge in, in a certain book or a reading material, there's a certain part of you that is happy and satisfied. I know you guys experience this. Even if you're tired the whole day teaching, mm-hmm. staring yeah, in yeah. the computer, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, your, your relaxing time would be reading. I'd like to read. My eyes are tired, but I know it will give me a certain uh, satisfaction, a certain happiness at the end of the day. You know, that is our relaxing time. We still read. <laughs> Apart from reading materials that we use in our classes, we read for, for leisure, for for. Um, our own satisfaction at the end of the day. And as mentioned by Earl a while back, you will want more. And mm-hmm. every time you read, it's an opportunity for you to learn whether that is fiction or nonfiction. You will learn something when you read a book. I think that's it for me. All right. There's uh, no satisfaction, no. Yes, sir. Go. Yeah, uh, building on what uh, what you said also, Kanina Earl, um, about uh, imagination, mm-hmm. uh, I would just like to emphasize also that imagination is needed if you want to be, uh, if you want to be a leader. Um, mm-hmm. If you have, because imagination helps you build your vision, and yep. vision will help you define your mission, and mm-hmm. vision will define your objectives. And therefore, if clear sa yun, um, and the imagination, your own imagination, it actually makes you visualize kung anong gusto mong mangyari sa, ane, sa mm-hmm. team mo eh. And uh, yeah, 
um, that helps eh. when when you're reading it. Uh, the the author is actually trying to help you um, build that skill of imagining things, and uh, it's never a waste of time. It's really never a waste of time, and that's why tama si Miss Gracie. I really prefer reading it more than listening to audiobooks. Because um, even the sound of the voice of, uh, of the narrator, it kind of distracts me. Because I want mm-hmm. my, 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 my mind to read it for me. <laughs> the the yeah, voice in my mind. Yes, you have a preference. <laughs> the little tiny man in your head yeah. has to read it. <laughs> they have to read it. It, doesn't, it cannot be another person. Yeah. <laughs> diba? Even though... Kaganta or kagaling It always be me. Diba? Even though ang galing ng mga, ano, yung mga voice actors kuminsan sa audiobooks, hindi pa rin eh. It's still that, uh, that, ano eh, that, uh, sabi nga ni Sir Chad, na, that little man in your head that needs to tell the story, that needs to talk with the other characters. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that actually exercises your imagination and therefore creating you have more vision in life than mission. Mm-hmm. Defining objectives. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. You know, I yeah. think I do have uh, an audition for the imagination. Go, Chad. I'm going to be taking this on a, uh, uh, a cosmic horror perspective. Naman. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if, you, if you're into cosmic horror, any Lovecraft work, right? If you're interested the point of imagination and reading is for you to fill in the gaps. As I said Miss Gracie earlier, right? It's good imagine. Because you can make the... Uh, image, you know, the way you want to see it. Hindi ka nila binibigyan ng visual cues. The reason why a lot of cosmic horror movies do not work is because they give a face to yes. something that's supposed to be imagined. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. one of the biggest failures of I'm film, I guess, you know, when it comes to cosmic horror. Kasi um, the, re- re- the reading activity itself, if it's cosmic horror, it doesn't tell you anything. It gives you vague descriptions. And I think that is one of the skills that is being developed, you know, when it comes to reading is you get to create a visual representation in your head no matter how abstract the explanation is it enhances your ability to actually think of something tangible like if it describes so it's something of a an amorphous blob with thousands of eyes and a bunch of green tentacles coming out of it yeah. and five green horns or five black horns you immediately fixate into something of your own creation yeah. and i think that fosters a lot of creativity especially for those students na they want to pursue a career in both writing or film. Because they, they get to explore the idea of what is it supposed to look like? Is it supposed mm-hmm. to look like the way I describe it? Or is it supposed to look like how they interpret it? Parang, mm-hmm. It gives you a more um, abstract way of thinking when it comes to designing things. And you have reading to thank for that. <laughs> yeah, well, yun yung problema dun sa, ano, yun, no? dun sa genre na yun. Walang Stephen King at saka ano, Neil Gaiman na mga writers. Mm-hmm. Wala. Wala. <laughs> Very stiff. Yung tuloy maghanap. Oo, oo, oo. Right, I, I agree with that. That all minds are really artistic inside, you know. We build world in our mind. And, uh, you know, books can really help us to fill in some spaces, but not to change the way how we create things. Right, I, and I love that um, perspective from Sir Chad. And you know, I will not add something more of this because I believe that the knowledge that you guys are spewing right now are really insane. Okay, <laughs> in a good way. Okay, it keeps building up. And yeah, going back to to the topic, books are are extremely significant in everyone's life, but especially 
in in the lives of our students, right? They're you know, for in the perspective of being a student, books are our best friends because they motivate us to achieve our goals, to overcome our setbacks. And we can also learn great deal from them, from these books. And books are, again, our best friends because it provides or it presents us with knowledge without expecting anything in return. So now going to, the, to our next question, which happens to be um, pretty much... You know, the last part of, of, of our conversation, you know, in this podcast. Now, let's talk about the title of the podcast. It's Legit Bookworm, Scape, and Paradise. That's, that's the original title of the podcast. And a lot of readers said that books are the plane, that books are the train, and that books are the road, that they are the destination and the journey, that they are home. And books indeed power up our imagination and it separates us from reality. And I, and I'm pretty sure that we've already talked about this kind of, this, this type of topic, even just, you know, a slightest of it. And uh, most of the time it really feels good, right? It feels good that we have, you know, but a moment of detachment from the world and let's try to explore the what ifs and the could have been. And yeah, the question is, or the requirement for this is that, please tell me your best takeaways from one of the books you have read, whether in a professional perspective or a personal perspective, what is the best takeaway from one of the books you have read that you can share to our audience? Go, Sir Chad. I think this is going to be more in the movie side of the movie version of Lord of the Rings, not specifically, you know, any of the books, but one of the best things, one of the best takeaways that I can take from uh, that series, be it books or movies actually, is that no matter how different you are you know, from one another, there is always this um, factor that would bind you together to do things the right way. So I think if familiar kayo dun sa uh, moment na uh, Gimli was basically saying, I can't believe that I'm going to be you know, fighting with an elf. And then uh, Legolas has a retort, like, how about, you know, fighting side by side with a friend? And I think that is one of the best takeaways that I can take from any token creation. Like, no matter how different you are, um, there is this always this, uh, there's always this one thing that would unite you. And that is one of the biggest lessons that I believe, you know, that has contributed greatly to how I am today and how I am as a professional and how I am as a, you know, just a plain old nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A world where people are appreciating different colors, right? Different yes, communities. Different colors, colors and sizes. <laughs> sizes. Okay. Well, Gimli is a dwarf. So he's pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vincent, your thoughts. Um, uh, best takeaway. Uh, I think I'll go back to, <laughs> to uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I'll uh, go for Thus Spoke Zarathustra, his, uh, his book, one of his books. Uh, this one is not anymore uh, nonfiction. This is fiction naman sa kanya. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love, I, I think uh, pareho kami ni Sir Chad about uh, a more inclusive society. Um, you know, Friedrich Nietzsche is one of the misunderstood uh, philosophers. Uh, yeah, because... Uh, First, he declared that God is dead uh, and that uh, he's a nihilist, that he is uh, what, um, for people, for, especially for feminists, um, he is super 
toxic masculine and such. Of course, that's the man. But uh, in the Das Spoke Zarathustra, uh, when he, uh, when when if you're going to read the whole thing, uh, the the idea of the Ubermensch or the Superman, you, you know, the Superman, the name Superman, where the Superman, you know, DC comics was based on, um, it's not all about you defying society, uh, rejecting people. It's all about you seeing the best in all human beings. That each individual, each individual human being, each person in this society, in this community, or where you belong, are unique. And when you realize that you have that uniqueness, the other person is also unique. And when you accept that uniqueness, then there is where true Ubermensch, the Superman, happens. Because hindi mo na sila nakikita as human beings lang eh. You're looking at them as Chad. You're looking at them as Earl. You're looking, mm-hmm. uh, you're appreciating that Miss Gracie is Miss Gracie. Sir Chad is Sir Chad. Sir Vincent is Sir Vincent. You're appreciating who you are. The, the, the reality that, oh, yeah, this is me. And therefore I have to accept who I am and I will be accepting other people also. That's, I think, yung uh, pinaka nagustuhan ko dun sa, sa, sa buong philosophy actually ni Nietzsche. Kasi at first, when, when I started uh, studying philosophy in college, I was like, and uh, because of, uh, some people would tell me, oh, Friedrich Nietzsche, Friedrich Nietzsche, that's uh, atheist and such and such. I'm an atheist. So, um, and then uh, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's a misogynist and such and such. But pero when you read his uh, writings, Asan yung misogyny doon? Asan yung ano doon? Yeah. <laughs> and therefore, um, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's the part of me that uh, is very existentialist and uh, that actually makes me, uh, that actually guides me even though I don't believe in the, in any sacred books. I think para sa amin na mga atheists na nag-study ng existentialism, uh, thus folks, Zarathustra is the gateway para... <laughs> <laughs> para parang ano parang bible na ganun. but anyway yeah you own it's mm-hmm. a uh, di ba our ano it's an escape yes but it's also a paradise kasi with that really realization i see that yes this world may be uh, not the ideal world that i want it to be but the paradise there is that when you accept people you will live in harmony eh? you will accept you will you will see the good things about them more than mm-hmm. the bad things and it becomes a paradise you correct you know always have the eyes that sees the best in people parang ganun yung point is sir and yeah and you know by by accepting people regardless of their regardless of our differences because there's this quote i don't know where i get this but there's this quote that i will never forget you know uh, it says there that um um Ang tawag doon? Yung nakalimutan ko na. Di ba? <laughs> Yun lang. Uh, we will never forget. Diba? Yeah. But now, nakalimutan ko na. But it's more of, of accepting people. Para siyang, um, ayun, chaos starts not from our differences, but our ignorance to accept differences. Yes. I think right. to add on to that point, is mm-hmm. individuality is good, but that is also the problem. If you, you know, rely on individuality so much, you forget about the group. And the problem is, you being an individual is not enough. 
The reason mm-hmm. why you're an individual is because you have a certain set of skills that probably another person yeah. doesn't have and that person would have another set of skills that you won't have. So by accepting the fact that you are an individual person and you work, uh, you, you would be efficiently working, you know, with other people. Is that doon lang siya mangyayari. Hindi mangyayari kapag iwahiwala. And that, my is, again, <laughs> teachings from the book. Yeah. Right. Correct. But I think it's easy for us to dismiss what we don't understand. But it's way easier for us to dismiss what we don't want to understand. You know, and there's a gap between those, right? That in every crowd, there's always a critic. In every, in every community, there are always these the doubters. And yeah, I think everyone is entitled to, to air their views at some point, like about politics and about things, right? But, you know, we should have parang a sense of morality and responsibility because if we do not weigh the consequences of our actions or the things that we say to people, if we keep on, on putting a gap you know, in understanding these people, if we don't integrate, if we don't understand them, then our entitlement becomes burden and these burdens become nightmare to everyone, right? Miss Gracie, your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um, I think there is, uh, there's a plethora of bests and even in Bram's, uh, Bram mm-hmm. Stroker's Dracula, you will get something really, mm-hmm. really amazing. Precisely, but, uh, I'll, just, yeah. <laughs> I'll just pick one, uh, the one that uh, I think best relates to our topic today. Uh, there's this book called Sapiens. I'll go nonfiction as well, Servants. A Brief History of Humankind, if you've read about this. Uh, authored by uh, Harari. Harari. Wait, Yuval Harari. Uh, it is a nonfiction book, and yeah, I'm bringing out the anthropology side in me now. It talks about the evolution of humankind from millions of years ago up to the 21st century. And uh, the book mentioned that what made sapiens different from others, what made us survive as well, is our storytelling ability, our myth-making ability. Uh, this is unique to us, according to Harari. And uh, according to him, human, humans think in stories and we try to make sense of our world by telling stories. And I know we, we can relate to that because we have a lot of uh, folklores, we have a lot of myths and, and the like. And if you are going to uh, check on the science side, like the the uh, hardcore sciences, even neuroscientists would say, mm-hmm. right, that our brain is hardwired for stories. So we are all maritas. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> yeah, I love that. We're <laughs> hardwired for stories. And mm-hmm. so I'd say the love for reading is really part of our humanity. It's, it's within us. So for those who are not mm-hmm. yet into reading, it's there, guys. <laughs> it's yeah, there. Just to channel it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. We're all Marites <laughs> in a creative way. <laughs> in a non The only good way to use Marites. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to use that in the future. <laughs> the only good way to use Marites is to tell a story, a good story, maybe a fiction or nonfiction and stuff. And, it, you know, um, okay. So I think. Um, I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good takeaways and, uh, um, I think audience can relate on, on a lot of things from there, but let's face it, people, um, 
it can really be challenging to motivate ourselves or to motivate uh, motivate other people to read thick book in one sitting. When when we can watch the movie, listen to the audiobook, or watch a YouTube video summary stuff instead. Okay, I'm not going to you know to um, thumb over books because YouTube is there and it goes like that. And I'm and I and I think um, um, most of our audience there, our Gen Z audience there, you know, I hindi ko naman sila nila lahat, but you know, some of them prefer to you know to listen to audiobook or watch movies or watch a YouTube video or read some summary, a summarized version of that book. However, if most of our daily readings consist of, of social media posts, of text messages, news headlines, you guys are missing out, okay? If you keep on setting aside those, um, let's say, fantasy books, um, fictional books, thriller and stuff, and every genre of, 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 of books available in, in, in different um, different places, then you guys are missing out. Okay, I know that text messages, um, social media posts, or news headlines are very important, but please, guys, try to appreciate the other side of the universe. Okay, the other side of of, of the reading world. Now, um, for for the three of you here, Gracie, Vincent, and Chad, what is your advice to your students to learn more from reading? Maybe you can share your techniques your management for you to be able to appreciate more um, um, reading books and any related, you know, um, hobbies from there. Chad, your thoughts? Um, I think the first step that you could take towards uh, starting a hobby of reading is to find something that you actually like from the very beginning because there's no use of doing something that you don't like. It's like you're telling someone, hey, make me you know, a, a gourmet dish, even if that person is not really, you know, good in cooking and they don't want to cook. It's forcing yourself to go through something that you don't like. So the very first step, make sure that you like something first before you start doing it. Find the book, find a genre that you enjoy, maybe base it off of the movies you enjoy. You can definitely find a book that has the same aura or has the same atmospheres that uh, what you are watching. And also... Um, something to give to the audience when it comes to reading, especially to those um, grade 11 students who um, are still trying to explore the creative side of writing and reading, of course. Um, according to Corey Taylor, you know, it's well, it's uh, in his book, um, Seven Deadly Sins, Setting the Argument Between the Born Bad and the Damaged Good. It is always the nights you cannot remember that eventually become the stories you don't forget. So if you don't start you know, recalling all those things you know, when you were a kid, Probably, and I guarantee this, 95% of the time, those students, when they were kids, they had a certain fascination about reading. It just so happened that it, already, it died off midway, and they tend to forget about it. But if they try to remember those things, those things that they have forgotten, they make the best of the stories. And that, hopefully, would um, push them towards the direction of reading more. And you know, don't force yourself and don't stress yourself. Read at your own pace. And <laughs> Right. Thanks, Chad. Vincent, your thoughts? Um, yeah. I, I, I think I agree with that with Sir Chad. Okay na ako. No, no, no. Okay. No, bawal yung walang sagot, Sir. Oh, yeah. Kailangan lagi may entry dito. Well, um, uh, pa- siguro, I can, uh, just like what I've uh, um, said in the beginning, um, my introduction for loving reading is that 
number one, I was surrounded with books. Siguro, mm-hmm. if the stimulation is there, um, then you will kind of be uh, curious about what it is. So uh, I'll build on what Sir Chad said. Start, uh, you have to start, but you have to choose which genre you want or what kind of, uh, of uh, written works you really like. For example, um, mas gusto mo ba ng poetry? So uh, look for, uh, uh, for poetry books. Mas gusto mo ba ng, ng, uh, ng, ng, ng stories? More specifically, um, mahilig ka sa RPG games if you're a gamer like me. <laughs> um, uh, then, ma- maigi yata kung, uh, kung action ang uh, sisimulan mo. Pero, I think another thing that I could take away from my experience of being interested in, in reading and in being a, a bookworm is that yung sinabi ko rin kanina, uh, since I have a problem with, the, with reading uh, when I was a child because of dyslexia, it's this, it's, I started with, ano eh, with picture books. Eh. So if, you have, if you're a visual learner, umpisa muna dun eh. Um, maraming mga visual novels uh, na available and they are really, really good. Um, comic books, start there. Uh, you have to start from somewhere eh. And uh, from there, yung fascination mo in, um, in imagining things, mag-uumpisa na yan eh. Um, hindi naman ako agad nag-dive uh, nag, uh, into kasi one of the first books I've read when I was... Hi- I was I when I was in high school is Ayn Rand's Fountainhead. <laughs> Kasi meron dun sa sa ano eh, sa library namin eh. Ano to mm. Ayn Rand. Tapos uh, binasa ko siya. Tapos dun ko nag, nagsimula na ano eh na ma-develop yung yung uh, imagination ko and that's Ayn Rand. Hindi ko nga magets kung paano ako na na fall dun sa ano eh, sa pag pag-read ng mga ganun na mga books. But anyway, start from where you can. Start little, yeah. um, and then mag-uumpisa na yan. Tutuloy-tuloy na yan, sabi nga ni Miss Crazy. Ano na yan eh, yung, yung mag-spark na yung, uh, yung interest mo dun eh. Di mo na, ma- ma-addict na ka siya, na. Sir. Oo, tuloy-tuloy right. na yan. There's a trap. <laughs> Oo, that's a trap. Trap yourself, <laughs> yun lang yun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A beautiful trap. Yes. Parang sometimes, no, parang, um, I don't know if you also felt that before. Parang it, it, creeps you out kapag nasa library ka parang may tumatawag na libro sa'yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ba? Oh, my God. Dapat it's dito scary, ko but it's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yung sa mga movie na parang umiilaw yung libro then you yeah. need to pick that. And when yeah. you open it's life-changing. Tapos yeah. para side quest pala siya, no? Oo. <laughs> Nung binuksan mo yung book, pumasok ka doon. Oh, my gosh. No, may side quest ka ngayon. Yeah. How about Miss Gracie? Yeah. Um, yeah. Similar to what um, uh, Sir Chad and Sir Vincent mentioned, I also wanted to. If we have parents listening, I guess it's really. Uh, I I do believe mm-hmm. there are studies yeah. showing that if you have mm-hmm. this mini library at home, that is a huge encouragement already to your children to really uh, read books. So if you can set up just shelf will do <laughs> just mm-hmm. um yeah it, it really helps i guess and i'll quote jk rowling if you don't like to read you haven't found the right book 
and it's true as Sir Chad and Sir Vincent mentioned. You have to start somewhere. So explore a library or an e-library if you cannot go out yet. Consider your interest. Find a matching book. Start there. The rest will be a magical addiction <laughs> to reading. Mm-hmm. But in, in a good way, all right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay. Imagine with coffee to to set up, right? Yes. Oh. Yung the best part. Yes. 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 Okay, do you have any final words or final advice to our audience? Miss Gracie? Uh, that's basically it, I guess. Explore mm-hmm. an e-library, guys. Mm-hmm. Sir Vincent? Start. For, for Hume's students, uh, sana... Uh, you are inspired listening to us right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Sir Vincent. But Gracie, I think I cut you off. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Sige. Uh, Sir Chad. Um, so, uh, hello dun sa mga students ko. And of course, um, all I can say is that you know, read more, explore more, and don't take yeah. the stories and everything that you read on the surface level. Make sure you understand what's hidden behind because yep, yep. the key to understanding and enjoying reading is actually learning what is actually mm-hmm. hidden behind all the words yep. that you see. Correct. Yep. I like that. Okay, so there you go, virtual community. I believe we have learned a lot of things today this podcast and thanks to Chad, Vincent, and Gracie. Again, their knowledge and experiences are worthy of anyone's time. Okay, I I can vouch for that. And to wrap it all up, according to studies, um, reading for pleasure has a significant impact on academic success. Okay, this is for our students. Reading is the answer to how to help yourself to get off to a good start. And also, according to study, one of the primary benefits of reading, of reading books is that it slows the progression of mental disorders such as Alzheimer's and dementia. And this occurs because reading stimulates and keeps the brain active, allowing it to preserve its power and its capacity. And of course, from Sir Chad a while back, um, you know, just to uh, get the gist of it, Reading brings you in a world you never explore that would help you to understand yourself and the people around you in the real world. And from Sir Vincent also, um, he said, not his you know, exact words, but you know, the way I remember it, unless you do anything to distract your attention, your daily issues, your daily, um, what do you call that, constraints or limitations in life will continue to irritate you. But reading allows you to occupy the brain space with something more intriguing. You know, parang when you read books, it happens to be like a problem-solving kind of, 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 yeah. of a way to help yourself out. And from Miss Gracie, because you tend to wander mentally in a different realm when, when you read a sort of narrative, you know, um, all your worry seems to melt away and relaxes you. Kahit ka from work or from your study, when you open a book, it really, it really relaxes you. There's a magic when you open a book. And you may come across useful advice or solutions to your difficulties while reading. 
right? And from self-help books to fiction to a lot of books available in different places, there are many methods to learn more about life, okay? It's not just about talking to somebody. It's not just about attending school or attending some classes online or face-to-face, okay? Learning can start from reading, okay? And even if you're feeling down, reading an inspirational biography can help you, um, can help you feel better. And I think one of the greatest advantages of reading books is that the knowledge that you receive from these, from these books are permanent. It is permanent. Your knowledge will be with you till the end of time. And we often hear that from different successful people. No one can take that away from you. Okay. You know, regular reading has several advantages and it was mentioned, it, it was mentioned by, by these three amazing people ranging from improved health to increase intelligence, to your studies, and to, to all your endeavor. And if you make it a practice to read books on a regular basis, you will be able to expand your knowledge in a variety of areas. And it may appear tedious at first. Okay, my goodness gracious. <laughs> but once you get into the habit of reading, you will appreciate yourself for making that effort. Okay, you will see yourself growing from those hobbies. So that ends our podcast. This is Earl. You guys have a great time. Bye. Thank you for having us, Earl. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Shout out, guys. Shout out to the senior high school community. (laughs) Get in the comments.